The Cardinals take two of three over the weekend against Milwaukee. We've got a breakdown of all the good and the bad that happened. Where does Albert Pujols rank on the free agent signings over the last few seasons for the team? And we'll take a trip down to the farm and check in on how the future Cardinals are doing all on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm J.D. Happer, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked On Cardinals. We're also on YouTube, obviously, if you're watching this. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. It's a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. An outstanding weekend at Bush Stadium between the top two teams in the NL Central. You had the first-place Cardinals with a half-game lead coming into Friday's game against the second-place Milwaukee Brewers, who have been in first for most of the season. They also celebrated the 1982 World Series championship this weekend where the Cardinals defeated the American League Milwaukee Brewers at the time, four games to three. So it was cool seeing all the former players come back as usual. Always a cool sight to see these guys. Uh, but on Friday, I talked about how this was going to be an opportunity for the Cardinals to send a message to the Brewers. In fact, send a message to Major League Baseball that this is no fluke. The Cardinals have caught the Brewers. It's not a fluke that that happened. It's not a fluke that they passed them in the division. It's time to beat them on the field and beat them mentally. So we get into game one on Friday. Jordan Montgomery makes his second start for the Cardinals. He looks outstanding again. Six innings, no runs, four hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. Now, he's been phenomenal since he arrived from New York. Has yet to give up a run in 11 innings and has surrendered just six hits. That's getting it done. Montgomery and Quintana now a combined 3-0 with four quality starts. Couldn't have gone any better with those two coming at the trade deadline. Now, offensively, it's Goldenado, a familiar name that you're going to hear probably throughout the rest of the season. You've heard it all season so far. Both sluggers going deep in this one. Goldie in the first inning with one on. It's his 28th of the year. And then Arenado ends up hitting uh, his uh, solo shot in the sixth inning. His 25th of the year, Helsley throws two shutout innings to pick up his 12th save of the season. Game one goes to the Cardinals. Now, I did read online that some people were like, why is Helsley throwing two innings? You can't use him the next night then. Because you want to get the win, man. You don't know what's going to happen the next night. You don't know if the Cardinals are going to blow out the Brewers and they won't even need Helsley. You don't know if the Brewers are going to blow out the Cardinals and he won't be needed. So, you try to get as many wins as you can at this time of year, so I have no issues whatsoever with Helsley throwing two innings to pick up that save on Friday night. Game two on Saturday, a little bit different story. I get, Well, and, you know, Friday was a pretty close game, so I guess it was kind of the same story. Another pitcher's duel. On paper, though, this was the one that you looked at where you were like, this should be a massive pitching duel, and it should be incredible on paper. And then it comes to fruition in real life on the field. Adam Wainwright, Corbin Burns, Lockhorns, 
Burns, your reigning NL Cy Young Award winner. The Cardinals haven't scored up on him in any of the first two times that he's pitched against them. 14 straight shutout innings. He's nasty. You know he's nasty. But then there's Wainwright, who hasn't fared all that well against Milwaukee this year. He hasn't been horrible, but he wasn't like anywhere near what Burns' dominance of the Cardinals had been so far this season. But he was up to task on Saturday. He carries a no-hitter into the seventh inning before Andrew McCutcheon got a single with two outs. Cardinals finally score on Burns in the seventh inning. Hallelujah. Goldie singles and the rookie Gorman doubles him home. One to nothing Cardinals. But then in the eighth inning, Luis Urias hits an opposite field home run, ties the game up in one apiece. Wainwright ends up going nine innings, and that's the only run that he gives up. Three heads, punches out eight. What an effort by the 40-year-old again. I don't know if he's going to retire at the end of the season. I know a lot of us have pretended that Albert, Yachty, and Adam were all going to go out at the same time, but Albert and Yachty are the only ones that have said, yo, this is it. This is We're done after this. Adam hasn't said that. He's like, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, it really, from what I've read, it's come down to how his family feels about things. If he needs to be home more this next season, then he'll probably retire. But if not, there's no reason to think that He's slowing down anytime soon. His ERA is now down to 3.27, now 15th in the National League. And if he hadn't gotten shelled by the Reds in Cincinnati again back in July, and then he had a rough outing uh, this last time against the Yankees on the 7th, he'd be flexing a sub-3 ERA this season. 40 years old, under-3 ERA. That would be incredible. But 3.27, not too shabby. But unfortunately, in the extra inning frame, the Brewers' Hunter Renfro, who, by the way, what the hell were the Red Sox thinking? This stood out to me, too. Like, I'm thinking, like, wait, wait, who did they get? Remember, Jackie Bradley Jr. is who they gave him. They traded Hunter Renfro, the Red Sox, traded Hunter Renfro to Milwaukee for the corpse of Jackie Bradley Jr., who's been released, not even in baseball anymore. So what, a, what an awful deal. Renfro hits the triple off Giovanni Gallegos to score a run and then scores on a sack fly. Cardinals get one in the 10th themselves, but fall short 3-2. to two. Back to where we started when the weekend began. Sunday's game, a.k.a. the rubber match. So good. Pitching matchup favored the Cardinals. Miles Michaelis against Ashby, who is uh, 2-10 and 10 on the year. So he hasn't been that great, but he's got good stuff. Young pitcher, left-hander, he's got good stuff, and he showed it off on Sunday. Michaelis coming off his worst start ever earlier in the week against the Rockies. Gets tagged for a two-run shot by that god-dang Hunter Renfro again. The cursed Red Sox. Carlson almost leaps over the wall to catch this one, but uh, unfortunately it lands on the other side. Two to nothing Brewers in the second inning, but in the bottom half, the old man, Albert Pujol, steps to the plate, takes an 0-1 Ashby slider off the big Mackland facade in left field to make it 2-1. to That's Albert's 688th career home run, and Bush Stadium comes to life. Everybody's feeling it. Following that, you get a Tommy Edmond, uh, one-out double. He steals third. Things are looking good. We're about to tie it up. Andrew Kisner comes to the plate, a chance to drive home the tying run, but fails. Strikes out on a pitch like way up and away. And you can tell he was like, what am I swinging at that one for? Next hitter, Lars Newbar. I know we all love him. He's been hitting well lately, but lefty-lefty matchup, not really in his favor. So he's no match for Ashby. Strikes out, strand the runner at third, which is pretty annoying. Uh, the Kisner at bat, especially when you just need a fly ball. If, if memory serves, they had the infield in as well. Like, that's how important that run was to the Brewers. So a sharp grounder might have gotten through, but to strike out there, that's rough. You, you hate to see that. 
Moving ahead to the bottom of the fifth, and Edmund leads off with a walk on five pitches, and then friggin' Kisner comes up again, and the very first pitch, dude, the very first pitch hits into an easy 6-4-3 double play. Doesn't give Edmund a chance to run, which is a mistake because <laughs> he could take second base off of these guys. Uh, just dumb. And I sure as hell hope Herrera is ready to go next season because watching Kisner's unproductive at bats, it's really starting to uh, start to piss me off. All right. I know, I know he gets hits in there and he's not just crap. I'm not saying that, but he just, I, he just needs to have smarter at bats. I got, I got to see him progressing. I mean, he's 27 years old now. I'm not talking about some 23 year olds. who's just figuring things out. He's 27. Let's go, man. Smarter at bats. On to the bottom of the six we go. Still two to one Brewers, and Tyler O'Neill steps up. My man's been slumping big time over his last 14 coming into this at bat, but you know he can do damage. And it only takes one swing. And that's exactly what he does right here. Bro Neal hits a one-one changeup over the wall in center. And when I say hits it, oh, he smokes it, tattoos it. Hardest ball he's hit all season. Exit velocity 109.6. It's things like this, and then you see his speed and his defense that just makes me love Tyler O'Neill. Hopefully, this will break him out of this little slump he's been in moving forward, but we got a tie ball game. It's 2-2. Michaelis, he's cruising, man. Cruising through eight. He's given up two runs on four hits. He's got six Ks to the bottom of the eighth we go. Brewers bring in Taylor Rogers, who's one of the guys that they got for Hater, which is just still the biggest head-scratching trade at the trade deadline. And um, one of the other guys that's been struggling at the plate for the Cardinals recently, just like O'Neill, is Dylan Carlson. Batting 209 in his last 30 games, 131 in his last 15. Ugly stuff. But with one out, DC hitting from the right side, where, by the way, he's hitting 310. The dude smashes from the right side, left side, really where he struggles. But he pulls a first pitch slider into the seats in left field for his eighth dinger of the year. It's three to two Cardinals. The place is going nuts. All right. Dylan Carlson does a, a quick curtain call. You love that moment for the youngster because he just really looks like he's lacking confidence lately. I mean, look at those numbers. I, I You can see why he's had bad body language. He's all frustrated. So just like O'Neal, I hope that that at bat can kind of break him out of his funk moving forward because this team needs these guys. They absolutely need these guys, especially when Goldie and Arenado get neutralized, which they were to on Sunday. They were. Um, doesn't happen often, but, but when it does happen, you got to have other guys to step up, but we're not done yet. Somebody else decided to step up too. O'Neal gets an infield single, goes to second on a throwing error. Goldie walks are not of strikes out, but here comes Albert again. Pujols. And for some reason, only known to Brewers manager, Craig council. I didn't see an interview with him after the game to have anybody ask him why he left the lefty Taylor Rogers in against Albert. I'm sure there's something out there about it, but I didn't see it yet. But thank God he left him in because on the first pitch, Senior Pujols blasts a sinker 443 feet into the left center field stands. Home run number 689 of his career, his 10th of the season, his second of the game. It's a three-run dagger that really reminded me of what he did to Brad Lidge when he was with the Astros in that playoff game. I, I, I think, I think I saw Rogers' soul taken away with the swing and landing somewhere over there in ballpark village. So if somebody finds that might want to return that to the Brewers, because he might need that vintage Albert though, six to two Cardinals. He takes his second curtain call of the day. Everyone is hugging and crying and jumping and the place is rocking. 
Michaelis is banging on the dugout railing like like animal from the Muppets. Dogs and cats are living together. It's mass hysteria. The Brewers do get one off Helsley in the ninth inning on a Rowdy Telez home run, but nobody cares. Cardinals win at 6-3, to three, move to a game and a half above the Brewers in the Central. That's Albert's 63rd multi-home run game of his career, tying him with the great Willie Mays for fifth all-time. He's now 11 home runs away from 700, seven away from tying Alex Rodriguez for fourth all-time. A wonderful day at the ballpark. Cardinals have Monday off before welcoming in the Rockies 4-3, which will begin on Tuesday. So um, just an enjoyable all-around experience for the weekend for the Cardinals. Uh, even in the game they lost on Saturday, that was a fun game, right? I mean, you have to admit, that was a fun game. Up next, how does Albert, returning to the Cardinals as a free agent, rank among the other free agent signings that the Cardinals have made in recent years? And some of these deals are hilariously awful, and I can't wait to, to talk about them with you. We'll do that next. Now, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to, and they do it faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? I still visit LinkedIn every single week. I have multiple jobs, but you never know when something great's going to come up, when there's going to be another opportunity. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Now, it's no secret the Cardinals aren't big on dipping into the free agent waters and spending a lot of money. They, they've made some really good smaller moves over the years. They've done it very, very well. Carlos Beltran, um, Lance Berkman, uh, Chris Carpenter, David Eckstein, Jason Isringhausen. But those moves, those, those signings, it's quite a while ago. I mean, it's been a bit. They're, the team, it's, uh, they're more comfortable with the, the sign and trade type of deals. It's kind of like at the, at the trade deadline. Uh, they always want to trade for guys not who are going to be immediately free agents, but somebody who's got like another year attached to them. So they, they want that level of stability when they make a move. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, obviously, they traded, uh, had a good idea that they'd be able to sign him. So they got it done. Uh, sort of with Arenado, he's already under contract. Yeah, he does have a chance to opt out at the end of the year if he wants to. I don't think that's going to happen, but they made that deal. In the past, you've had traded signs for Mark McGuire, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Edmonds. They tried to do it with uh, Giancarlo Stanton, but he vetoed that trade from the Marlins. That was one we were like, what? You don't want to come here? Jerk. Um, we don't know which big names they've tried to sign and lost out on. I know one was David Price back in the day, which, whew, thankfully, he turned that down. But for the most part, that stuff is kept secret. Now, Brandon Kylie. He works over at 101 ESPN on the BK and Ferrario show from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. 
He tweeted a list out over the weekend of recent free agent signings by the Cardinals since you know 2015, I think is where when I went back to. And he asked where people thought Albert Pohl, where Albert Pool signing this year ranked among them. And it was just an interesting question. And it got me thinking about it. And given what Albert just did on Sunday and what he's been doing recently, um, I, I, it just got my, got my wheels turning. So full credit to BK. Be sure to give him a follow at BK Sports Talk on Twitter. Listen to the show on 101 ESPN. But here's the list he put out there for you. So we'll go all the way back to uh, 15. Uh, free agent signings that year. You had Mark Reynolds, one year, $2 million. He hit 230, 13 home runs, 48 RBIs. Not bad. Mark Reynolds, I think I think that was fine. He's retired now. He's out of baseball. In 16, ooh, this is a bad one. Starting pitcher Mike Leake, five years, $80 million. 4.46 ERA in 56 starts with the Cardinals, including a 5.04 ERA against the NL Central. Oh. After losing seven of Leak's final 10 starts, the front office decided that enough was enough. Two years into his five-year deal, the Cardinals decided to pay the Seattle Mariners to take him off of their hands. That was one of the deals, too, where I thought Mike Leak was going to be good with the Cardinals. I really did. I thought he'd fit in. I thought the fact that uh, he he wasn't a strikeout guy, that they, they put the ball in play off of him, but it just did not work out whatsoever. Um, he's now a free agent. Um, he bounced around a little bit. Seattle, then he went to Arizona, and he did not fare very well at any of those places. How about right-handed relief pitcher Sung Won Oh, the final boss as we knew him. He signed a one-year, $2.5 million deal with a club option. Uh, in 2016, six and three, 1.92 ERA, 19 saves. Opponents hit 190 against them in year one. Not quite the same success in year two. One and six, 4.10 ERA, 20 saves. Opponents hit 285 of, off of him in year two. Uh, he is now in the Korean League. Uh, 2017, bad year. Outfielder Dexter Fowler, five years, $82.5 million. Hit just 233 for the Cardinals in four years before they traded him to Los Angeles and paid. I think it was almost his whole salary, if not the whole thing. I, I remember they just were like, dude, just go, just go. Um, left-handed relief pitcher, Brett Cecil, oh, four years, $30.5 million. Only actually pitched two years of that deal, was three and five with a 4.86 ERA. Opponents hit 262 in the first year, 302 in year two off of them. He didn't pitch at all for them due to injury in 2019 and the pandemic, and then he got released. He's now retired. He's out of baseball. Uh, Dexter Fowler, free agent. 36 years old, I think, is Dexter now, but it, nobody's calling him. I think he's done. Uh, 2018 is when they got Miles Michaelis. Uh, two years, $15.5 million. And uh, after that first year, they gave him that extension for four years, $68 million. That first year, Michaelis was crazy good. 18-4, and 2.83 ERA. Fell to 9-14 and 14 in year two. Then the injuries happened. Missed all of 2020 with that torn flexor tendon in the pitching arm. Two and three last year and nine starts, but this year, where would they be without him? He's been outstanding. He's been outstanding. His record doesn't really reflect how good Miles has been. Uh, pitched a, a fantastic again on Sunday. So you're okay with that one. 2019, Andrew Miller, big, tall, left-handed relief pitcher, two years, $25 million with an option. He played three seasons with the Cardinals with six and seven, 4.34 ERA, 10 saves. He never was what he was in Cleveland in St. Louis, but you kind of knew that. His last year in Cleveland, he wasn't very good. The Cardinals signed him anyway, hoping that maybe they could get a, a little bit of magic out of him again, but he was pretty much toasted. Uh, he's retired now, so he's out of baseball. 
2020, you've got uh, Kwang Yun Kim, KK. Two years, $8 million, went 10 and 7, 2.97 ERA. We like KK. Uh, we had issues with the way that sometimes he just wouldn't throw strikes. It was weird, but uh, he wasn't too shabby. Uh, we had left-handed utility player Brad Miller that year as well. One year, $2 million. He's now with the Texas Rangers, but uh, with the Cardinals, 232, seven home runs, 25 RBIs. Good good utility guy from the left-handed side. Uh, KK pitching in the Korean League now. So you've got all of those guys. And then this year, Steven Matz, who you haven't gotten to see much of him because of the injuries, but then you got Albert hitting 249 now, 10 home runs, 30, RB, 30 RBIs. His last 15 games, he's hitting 341. His last seven, 368. And don't forget about everything else that he brings to the table, the team morale, his clubhouse presence with him and uh, Yachty and Wainwright, uh, how he how he's teaching the young guys, like Juan Yepes, before Yepes got hurt. Remember, he just followed him around the whole time. Uh, what he means to the fans each time that he comes up. I mean, he's hitting 351 against lefties for the season. We knew he wasn't going to hit well against righties. But it's hard to, like, bench him because he just he just means so much when he's up to the plate. Like, he just – the excitement at every stadium just intensifies. It's just such a cool experience. And um, I don't know, man. I, just put him in the lineup more. I, I, I have no issues if you want to start him against right-handers. I really don't. But don't expect him to hit all that good. But against the lefties, he just crushes it. Again, that makes you think, why was Taylor Rogers in this game still on Sunday for the Brewers when Pujols came up the hit? That's still, I don't know, but I'm glad he was. All right, up next, we're going to be grabbing the pitchforks and jump on the tractor, head down to the farm for this week's farm report. Uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff for, uh, for the minor leaguers this year. Plus, we had the one record-setting uh, moment. I'll have to tell you all about that in case you missed it from the show last week. Just a, a huge game for one of the guys who's not even a top 30 prospect. All right, let's talk about Bet Online first. BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, golf. We got it all for you there. Uh, you got to check it out, though. Bet Online. Continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. They've got the live in-game betting. They've got scores, podcasts, everything. It's covered. It's all right there for you. Head to bet online today, or you can use your mobile device. That works too. Learn more about the action happening today. Bet online, where the game starts. Now, on Mondays, we like to see how the future Cardinals have been doing, and we start at the top again with the Cardinals' number one overall prospect. He's number seven overall in all of baseball. Jordan Walker, who went on a tear this week. Three for five with two runs scored on Tuesday. Three for six with a home run. Three RBIs. Three runs scored on Wednesday. Four for five with two doubles and a run scored on Friday. Two for four with an RBI and a run scored on Saturday and a stolen base. So this week, you add it all up. 12 for 27. Home run. Three RBIs, seven runs scored, hitting 395 in his last 10 games. He's up to 308 on the season with 13 bombs, 50 RBIs, 17 stolen bases. And he is now playing in the outfield, in case you missed that. After the trade deadline, they're like, all right, let's 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 figure this out, Jordan. We're going to have to start moving you around into the outfield. So I've seen plays with him in uh, center field, right field. They're trying to find a spot for him. 
and they want to get him up to the pros as soon as possible. They love this guy, so you can see why they don't want to trade him for anybody, even Juan Soto. Uh, number two overall prospect, Matthew Liberatore, only had one start this week. Ugly one, five and two-thirds innings, six runs, nine hits, just two Ks. Yikes. He's given up a home run now in four consecutive outings. You don't like to see that. Uh, their number three prospect is Yvonne Herrera. Played in just six games in August and is just three for 18 with two RBIs at Memphis. Catcher Julio E. Rodriguez, not the one that's with the Mariners, who who's just tearing it up when he's healthy. Um, but Julio E. Rodriguez, he's the Cardinals' 19th overall prospect. He's a catcher. Been producing at the plate at Double uh, A Springfield, hitting 268, nine home runs, 35 RBIs. Again, they're going to need some sort of offense at the catching position next season. After Yachty retires, I don't know if they're going to go free agent round, but Herrera and Kisner, they just haven't gotten it done. They're just not getting it done offensively. I personally still want Sean Murphy from Oakland. I think he'd be a great fit. I don't know how you get him. <laughs> I don't know what Oakland's going to want for him because I know they've got like at least two of their top prospects are catchers. So it's not like he's not expendable. Um, but he doesn't make a whole lot of money yet. So they might hold on to him. I don't know. But he's really good defensively. He, he's got pop. He's got some offensive capabilities. Or you could just go get Wilson Contreras when he's a free agent after the season from the Cubs. I mean, I clearly play too much MLB the show when I think that that's something that they'll do. <laughs> but hey, it's a possibility. Uh, number four prospect shortstop Mason Wen called up to double A Springfield at the start of August. He started off hot in week one, but this past week cooled off a little bit. Five for 21, four runs scored, one home run, three RBIs, and three stolen bases. And uh, their number five prospect, Gordon Graceffo, also one start this week, went four and a third, one run on four hits, walked two, struck out two. He's now five and three at double A Springfield. His ERA is at 4.13. Big story in the minors this week for the Cardinals and all around minor league baseball wasn't even about one of the Cardinals top prospects, Uh, former 32nd round pick in 2019 Chandler Redmond hit for the home run cycle on a Wednesday for double a Springfield, which means he got a solo home run, a two run shot, a three run shot and a grand slam all in the same game. That's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Only the second time it's happened in the modern era. He hit another home run on Sunday and now has 18 for the year. Chandler Redmond, man, feeling it. He's feeling it. So uh, there's a look at your farm report. Once again, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. All right, enjoy the uh, Monday off, everybody, as far as uh, from Cardinal Baseball. Rest up, reminisce about everything that Albert Pujols did in Sunday's game against the Brewers, your first your first place Cardinals, back in action on Tuesday at Bush Stadium. Colorado Rockies are coming to town, and this time they don't get to hit at Coors Field. They come to our house, and they're going to have to try to hit at Bush Stadium. So let's get after it on Tuesday. I'm J.D. Hafford. Thanks for hanging with me. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals. 